some work spliced in with a lot of Twitter arguments because uh, Mike, er, everybody butthurt. Everybody butthurt. Uh, but before we get into everybody being butthurt, whether or not you're an NXT fan or an AW, AEW fan, you had something to complain or about, something might, to defend. Or if you don't have a butt. Maybe you don't have a butt. Um, <laughs> I know you're happened, making a good point, but I really needed that out there. All right, go ahead. <laughs> I'd like you to follow us all at BOD Podcast. We lost some followers today because some of you don't think that equal rights uh, should be a thing in pro wrestling, apparently. So if you would like to add to our follower account, <laughs> go if to you at are BOD pro Podcast. Equal rights, you want yeah. to follow at BOD Podcast, like it, <laughs> and subscribe. <laughs> if, you, if you want to support a wrestling podcast that supports equal rights, um, go to at BOD Podcast to find us on Twitter. Go to Facebook and Instagram. Find us brothers underscore of of uh, underscore discussion. Don't do two ofs. That was a uh, Matt had wine before we recorded uh, mistake. But go there. Follow us. The Instagram is getting hot. We are blowing up with follows. Uh, we're, we're having fun putting up memes. And uh, of course, Mike, just like uh, the hockey podcast, our sponsor for this week and maybe for the next week, will be Daniel Nine's book, Ostrich Land, which, Mike, if you go to Amazon.com slash ostrich dash Daniel dash nine dash slash DP slash one six eight six 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 seven four zero X reference. Or you know what? Those are. Yeah, that's that's the Google. Is that your so library back card? Up. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> go there and you will find Ostrich Land on Amazon. Buy that book. It is one of the funniest books I have ever read. It is and extremely it's also quick one read. of the only books Matt has ever read. Yep, one of the few books Matt has ever read. Absolutely loved it. Head over to Amazon, pick that sucker up. Uh, but as I mentioned, I got to keep saying this. If you are a fan of hockey, and specifically the Red Wings, uh, find us at BOD Hockey. We are now recording a two-episode-a-week podcast about the uh, Detroit Red Wings. And if you are a fan of hockey... But unfortunately, not a fan of uh, the Detroit Red Wings. You could go to the Hockey Podcast Network to find an, a podcast for every single team in the NHL. Even the Athletic can't boast that. Those sons of bitches that are trying to take our idea. Uh-uh. 
Hockey Podcast <coughs> Network was there first, and they're ready to go. So, all that, Mike, let's jump into the fanboy Danning discussion. Uh, I forgot to record on Audacity, so let's hope Skype works. If you're recording Woo! on Audacity, Mike, you could probably just you can turn that right off, because I totally forgot. But, uh, oh, one man band! Mike, we got, <laughs> we got into arguments today about, oh my gosh, uh, the women's title and the size of it. Uh, there were arguments about whether or not AEW should even be on TV on our Facebook group, which I forgot to mention. You can go over to our Facebook group, Live Wrestling Discussion, and uh, join that sucker. Get in, get involved, because there's somebody that's dominating the discussion uh, there, and we'd like a more balanced discussion. Uh, we think it, there's cause for that. Um, <laughs> but any, any hoozles. Yeah, he doesn't uh, speak so, for everyone, but he does speak a lot more than everyone. So yeah. it makes it look overwhelmingly like that is the opinion to be on our post. That's that. Uh, I, Matt, I think you're right. We we had a lot to debate. Like who who won AEW versus NXT? You know who had the better matches? Who had the better card? Who had the better production value? And astoundingly, the most hot button issue of the night most controversial thing was Matt saying is the women's title belt a little small that set off volcanoes of rage and passion uh and I don't really see why uh I, I hope you and I don't linger too long on this subject but and I've got my audacity recording now oh, oh no I don't uh so yeah we we looked at the uh this belt and uh, I think it's objectively smaller than yeah. any other championship belt in the history of WWE, especially. Uh, but it also is dwarfed by everything else in AEW. Uh, yeah. I, I thought I for mean, sure we'd learned our lesson with the pink butterfly diva belt from WWE. And uh, people were not really clamoring for our opinion, Matt. They they weren't uh, they weren't well, saddling up to your horse there. What happened? I, I'll say this: there were only a few comments that were against us, but we had a lot of people liking and retweeting. So that's that's the thing that gets forgotten. When people agree with you, they don't send a comment and go, "Ha, that's some good shit." That's just what Vince McMahon does. Yeah, <laughs> they just like it, retweet it, and move on. So we, I would say a majority of people agree with us, but I, I, I will never understand what this argument is to justify that women deserve a smaller belt. Well, Mike, I mean, saying it like that is probably not how they would put it, but essentially that's, that's the argument they're making. Um, we are in, in this world of pro wrestling where there is story everywhere. If there's a guy not on TV... That can become a part of their story, whether they want it to be a part of their story or not. There's a guy who screws up his promo. That's a part of his story, whether or not they write a story that has anything to do with it. Mike, when you, not you, but when a pro wrestling organization has their their heavyweight championship is the largest belt on their roster. And it's larger than the Intercontinental Championship. It's larger than the U.S. Championship. It's larger than the tag titles. At least AEW can, can we, we have that example right now. That's because they're, they're signaling the importance of that belt. Yes. That's the story, whether or not you want to admit it. So when you have this teeny, tiny little belt that 
I, I'm not being mean. It would not wrap around my waist when I say this. You have this teeny tiny little belt that wouldn't wrap around Nyla because she had to wear it on her shoulder in her photo shoot. It wouldn't wrap around most definitely Awesome Kong. Um, and not to say most definitely as, a, as in a, a negative uh, light, but I just mean that's, that's her character. She's, she's that monster. She's the beast. Um, I, I just don't know how you justify that this was the right size of the belt because you're basically saying it wasn't good enough to be on the same level as, as the men's championship. And, it, and it's <coughs> dwarfed. Dwarfed is the perfect word because that is something that you can't unsee is when you, you, you see the referee hold up that belt and he could probably wrap his whole hand around it. That's not cool. Yeah, it almost looked like a bangle, like something you wear on your arm. Uh, or like, mm-hmm. it, for me, it looked like Beth Phoenix's headband. That's what it looked like. Yeah. Um, and and why why are we sitting here making the argument, um, and this is the point I wanted to get to, that um, this is a women's championship belt. Why isn't it just the championship belt? Why are we still, why are we watching the wrestling program that says wrestling is for everyone? And then they point to the women's championship belt and says that looks like a women's championship belt. There isn't, no, we're past that. Right. WWE is past that, and we're supposed to think they're behind the times. Now we know who's behind the times, Mike. The company that touts uh, a WCW-looking program and a belt that is teeny tiny. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, don't, you, yeah. I think you got to do one of two things. Uh, if you're just going to call it, you know, like the championship, that's that's a good move. Right, but obviously we're never going to have a situation where it's men versus women because it's, you know, it's genetics. Like we're, you know, men are typically larger physically than women. Cool. Right. Got it. So that means what you could do on the other side is just say it's the men's heavyweight championship, the men's AEW championship, and then you have the women's AEW championship. Not. It's definitely an option. Have the women's championship as derivative, and then there's the original, just calling it the championship. You solve all these issues by doing two things. Making them all the same size like they do in the Olympics, which they do, uh, and then just calling it the men's version. So Yeah, that, that totally went over everybody's head on Twitter, uh, <laughs> mentioning the Olympics. They're like, no, it's a tiny little medal. Well, <laughs> that's well, not really what we're getting. Yeah, okay. Right. Yep, you got me. <laughs> Tiny metal, yep. Oh, you probably got a tiny metal dick. <laughs> yep, yep. There's my little metal dick. There's my little. There's my little bronze. Thank you. And and well, I I feel so passionate passionately about this, Mike. This wasn't supposed to be our first topic to discuss, but no. It just if anybody's gonna tune into this episode, it needs to be the first thing you hear. I it's fine to criticize this company, you guys. Um, Okay. You've got to do it. That's what Cody Rhodes wants to hear. Remember a week ago when we discussed his love letter to pro wrestling? He wants to hear what he did wrong. You know what they did wrong? They put, <laughs> they, they put the, the women's division, I mean, not a level below them. I mean, leaps and bounds beneath. Uh, the way that they had their announcers calling that match... Uh, I'll be honest, the lack of story that went behind that and the lack of effort that went behind like what happened before and after that match compared to every other segment on this card. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of work that I hope Cody does hear about. 
if, if this is the guy we're supposed to talk to, he said online, this is who we're supposed to talk to. I'm not 100% uh, believing that. But if this is the guy we're supposed to talk to, Cody, please, my man. I know maybe the talent level is not at NXT level. Maybe the talent level is not at the, you know, seeing two, the, the four horsewomen uh, factions going at it at WrestleMania upcoming this year. Maybe you're not at that talent level. But you got to at least fake it. You got to pretend that you are. You got to still put in that effort. You can't just have this be the sideshow. You can't have it be the cruiserweight division in WCW in the 90s. You know, it's got to be at the same exact effort level. Um, If there's one criticism, because, Mike, here's the the truth. What we're going to get down to and we're going to ask questions later just to have everybody's belief in me and not just think I'm an NXT fanboy. Mike, the better show was AEW. If there's something they need to fix, it's that it's that women's division. Hands you heard it here. down. You heard it right here. Um I think of the two shows, um this like this episode is is something that I think we talked about in weeks past. Because let's talk let's talk about AEW strengths. That was the one big poo poo that I was kinda like, why? Uh, um the mistreatment of the women and then that pathetic uh you know limp little bangle headband championship. Yeah. Um, I thought they really cleaned up the production value. Uh, I, I, I didn't feel like I missed any spots. It was almost to the point I was going to text you and be like, I think they're, they're almost overdoing it. Uh, like when, when you knew Pac was going to the top rope, I think they, they did like four or five cuts trying to make sure they got the perfect angle to get right underneath them for that black arrow. Uh, um, which isn't a bad thing, but it just looked like, oh my god, we're not screwing this up anymore. And they, they just they had they had every possible angle on that on that jump. Um, no, yeah, I thought no, the I, uh, I, the jumbotron right. looked great. Yeah, I thought the jumbotron looked great. Um, <sighs> can I can I throw in like I I so I put in in the notes. Let let me just throw in why I think it still needs work the production. Yeah. I, I don't know what's going on, but watching an AEW show, it just seems like it is full of smoke. Every show we've watched that's AEW. Is it just the fireworks? It's got to be. It's like, what's going on? There's always this haze over the entire... I, I don't know if they have the wrong that's filters something... going on. Do they not have yeah. the blacks worked well, out? That, not, I mean, was, like the, uh, the, the... I think the... that's something you see in soccer a lot, too, because they'll do fireworks for the goals with those open-air stadiums. Yeah. Uh, baseball, it'll happen a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm fascinated to learn, because, you know, Monday Night Raw just brought the fireworks back. Um, and I, I don't think that's an accident, uh, based on somebody... Somebody getting uh, uh, the inside scoop on what AEW yeah. is going to start doing every Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> those, they're like the Patriots. You know, they're, they're just sending feelers out to see what's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> no, we'll test out Antonio Brown. Uh, yeah. I mean, bring him in. <laughs> see what happens. Um, I, I thought uh, I, I'm, I'm fast. Like I was saying, I, was, I would be fascinated to see how WWE keeps control of the smoke. Um, I, I don't know if all the smoke is being absorbed by the Street Profits. I don't know if AEW needs to bring <laughs> in the Street Profits to get all that smoke. Um, but yeah, I think you're hitting a, a good point there. But I, I'm going to say something I think that it's a, a, a an un... I don't know if it's popular. a popular opinion. But I, I don't think the commentary was quite as bad as what I've read. Um, I thought I was really excited to hear Shivani. I, I, I think I was... 
a little agitated hearing the TV 14 mentions, but oh my god, yeah, um, that's my I think problem. There were, it sounded like what they were doing is kind of walking on eggshells with that because they had permission to do it, but I, I don't think they wanted to drop it and kind of have people at home going, Whoa, you can just say prick now because <laughs> uh, that's something that it definitely came up when MJF was, was dropping his promos. Um, because I think they had prick and they might have had, uh, I don't know, might have been you know, the bastard or something when Pac was coming out, something like that. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that's something that, again, it'll just get, this This is the first one. You know what I mean? And I, I feel like it was pretty clean. Like, when I watched the first NXT, oh my God, I don't ever want to see that again. But I could watch this. <laughs> like, there's enjoyable matches. Um, that's man, a great, you, and, you, and, and you don't mean the NXT that we just watched this past Sunday. Oh, you no, mean, no, yeah, I mean the first ever NXT. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matt, what, what would you say the strengths were from AEW, the first ever on TNT? Um, I guess we should probably jump into the fact that we finally have some feuds. Because uh, there's there's something I'm, I'm really eager to touch on because I saw it mentioned on Sports Illustrated. Uh, I saw it mentioned on social media a few times today. Um, I'm just going to put it out there now so I don't forget. Mike, if we had to rate these two shows... Mm-hmm. The better pro wrestling show was NXT, hands down. Mm. The better sports entertainment show, which I think the both of us have made a, a, an argument for a very long time, is that we're fans of sports entertainment and we like mm-hmm. the story. We like to know that there's a story behind these matches. Otherwise, we'd probably just be watching MMA. The better sports entertainment show is AEW. And... Mm. Uh, for some reason, what I saw in Sports Illustrated was that AEW is going to pull away from sports entertainment and be more of a pro wrestling show. Mike, I, I don't know if you've had... I, I know you were you were watching AEW first. I don't know if you had the chance to watch NXT in its entirety. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The better pro wrestling show, hands down, is NXT. AEW is another sports entertainment option. Just like when Impact Wrestling started, it was... Um, and I'd make the argument to to an extent, Ring of Honor, t- based on... <laughs> the only thing I ever see on Ring of Honor on social media is promos. That's okay. sports entertainment. So, okay. I- I'm putting that out there. But uh, the reason I wanted to throw that out there is, again, I was happy we got some feuds started. Uh, we've got Moxley and Kenny Omega. That was beautiful. And, of course, now we know um, Chris Jericho has a faction uh, with uh, LAX, Guevara... And the new Jay yeah. Hagar? Hagar? Is it like Sager the Hagar? Horrible? Okay, I don't know. Hagar it's the like Horrible. Viking comic from uh, like <laughs> the 80s. I don't know. Hagar the Horrible. <laughs> but uh, but more importantly, this, yeah, this is, this is Jericho and his faction against the Elite, which uh, will also probably uh, result in, in a few more stories being told for the next pay per view because we already know Cody Rhodes is going up against Chris Jericho at the next pay per view. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mike, I mean, that, that's it right there. And I, I, just to quickly go back to my complaint on the women's division, no story, yeah. nothing, but back to the good things we've, you know, when we've been complaining about it, when we watch the AEW shows, it's like, all right, this is fine. This is like a house show. We're just watching a couple guys fight. They don't really hate each other. Maybe they started a hatred like in a, a mid a mid-show promo or, you know, they bumped into each other in the locker room and, yeah, I don't like you. 
Like mm-hmm. that that was cute. That was cute and all. But we're we're asking for an episodic television show. Right. And we finally got something that's gonna carry us into the next episode. And I fully expect a promo. To be completely honest, I want to see a promo start in the next AEW show. And uh if if people aren't behind that, <laughs> then ask me why Jericho crushing a hot dog was trending on Twitter. I mean, people want <laughs> to see it. So don't uh, you know, don't give me that baloney that you're here for pro wrestling because you would have been watching NXT. And again, yeah. let me state, I'm the guy that says AEW won Wednesday Night Wars, take one. All right? I think, uh, I think you, you hit on something that's really important, how both of these shows right now play to their strengths. NXT is a superior wrestling program. I, I, don't, I don't think there's really... Uh, I think even I think from like bell to bell, I think that they they do sometimes a better show than Raw and SmackDown, even with the talent on those shows, because most of them are NXT alumni at this point. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Matt Riddle and Adam Cole, awesome. Shane Thorne and Gargano. Gargano's gonna he could make you and me look awesome. And yep. Thorne's you know he's a great wrestler. You had a uh, uh, Shayna and and Candice, you know, top talents there. Uh, Undisputed Era and Street Profits, awesome. I, it's it's you, you know it's like NXT just said all right screw it we're just gonna have all our best guys wrestle and that was a great idea. AEW I, I think you're right on the money they said all right let's give MJ up a microphone let's have him insult this crowd boom nailed it. Uh, Jericho somebody throw a hot dog at him let's hear him improv about a hot dog boom nailed it. Uh, Cody is the is the the people's champion right now um, he built this thing from the ground up everybody loves this guy they're all appreciative. Let's open up with a vignette, and he opens the show to really have a heartwarming welcome to AEW. Boom. Um, Moxley's a psycho. Let's have him come out of the crowd and disrupt a three-on-three tag match. Boom. Uh, it, it was it was just great, great on AEW to, to kind of punt and be like, yeah, yeah, you know, you guys are going to have your title matches on your show. We're, we're going to try and set the stage here. And I think that outside of us saying that you know the numbers were there i man i'm astounded people still give a shit about nielsen ratings because yeah. you know this isn't 1994 with friends nope. and mad about you fighting each other nope uh, <laughs> but, uh, nielsen ratings don't <laughs> they don't matter they're anymore, just not everybody. an accurate number anymore yeah, yeah there's too many streaming services you know the way people <laughs> like consume entertainment it's such a yeah, dated number it's... nobody cares about it anymore yeah you guys uh, got to get off that and and again I don't know. I, I'm saying I'm agreeing with you, Mike. Again, AEW. I, I just don't want anybody to misconstrue. I just think everybody's a little too high, and they need to. I, I'm I'm the guy that that comes in in our episodes, Mike, and tries to bring like a business perspective or a marketing perspective to actually right. both our podcasts now. And I just I think everybody's got to like pull back. Like those Nielsen numbers, mm-hmm. they're one's higher than the other. Can anybody even tell me what they mean? Nope. I mean, I used to know it. Yeah, it has to do with how many TVs are actively watching, like in a household, in an area. But it's, I I don't think it accounts for more than one television in a house. I don't know how it even handles Hulu at this point. I I just wanted to throw out, people were saying like 1.4 equals 1.4 million people watching. It's not what that means. Not what that number means. 
So it also I, doesn't right mean there, that when you see those scores, that those people weren't flipping back and forth. Because they definitely were. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it wasn't but looking just... at a two-hour sample size, and those people are all sitting there like robots because you and I were part of those numbers, and you and I were switching back and forth. So right. those are misleading. Plus, Detroit, where we're from, is one of the highest-rated uh, areas. So for all we know, all they were doing was watching your TV, and they extrapolated. <laughs> that right. was the highest-rated show on cable TV last night. Um, yeah. So I just I want everybody to, like, I, I know it's fun to post on social media because you're going to get hits, you're going to get likes, you're going to get retweets from the fans or whatever show that they're a fan of. They're going to say, oh, my God, my show won. But just so for information's sake, those numbers mean absolutely nothing at this point in how we right. consume our media. If you guys are telling me right now that you're not you're, you're not stealing it from Twitch, then yeah, I mean yeah. If you're all at home <laughs> yeah. watching cable TV, then sure that number means something. You know who, you know know who won fact. yesterday? Comcast and AT and T. Yeah, <laughs> that's who won. And uh, Postmates with one of the funniest commercials I've ever. Seen. I mean, I woke up my baby. I was laughing so goddamn hard. That is how you entertain. Woo! I don't know if you saw it Woo! with Martha Stewart doing the cooking lesson. Guy chops off his finger from his finger being chopped off. He fell out of his balcony window and died. Wow. <laughs> I mean, just the best commercial I've ever seen. <laughs> it was great. But, 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 um, okay, to get back to your uh, point. Yeah, that's yeah. the winner. But yeah, uh, let's, let's, uh, let's keep... Uh, real quick, because... I was just going to say, those those were the positives for me. Focus. Focus. No. Oh, well, the huh? one... What? Uh, the one, huh? <laughs> uh, what was the uh, the negative? So are you just going to go with the tiara, or is there something else that kind of kind of drew it down for you? I, Mike, it's... <laughs> if Jack Swagger came back to the WWE... Oh. <laughs> is he moving the needle for you? Are you... Are you saying to yourself, this <laughs> is appointment TV? Like, like huh. let's say Seth Rollins got hurt. I would have just, you... uh, uh, yeah, I would have just used a tweet for that. I, uh... <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. I would have used I, a tweet. I wouldn't have had him do a run-in on Jake, all the... Jake is all elite. Yeah, we didn't Seth need... Rollins, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, that Rollins is... would have been like, like sir, uh, can I, let me see your ticket. All right, you're in the, about the eighth row. We're perfect. We needed an usher for that. Uh, so I think that's a great call out. Um, but I, you know what? Because it's AEW, for some reason, Matt, there's just something that's like, you know what? Let's let's see what this guy's got. You know, like <laughs> yeah. What the hell? Because now he's now the shackles are off. He's not gonna have to do that. We the people. That weird well, like right wing conservative. I don't know what the hell that weird character was, uh, but go ahead. Well, I was, I'm, I mean, I, you, that is a fantastic point on its own. Um, we're also talking about the same group of people that, like, snored or booed Jack Swagger out of the WWE. Because he was a champion. Mm -hmm. And nobody cared about his promos. Nobody cared about his matches. If you watch TV, you would still see, like, the, the WWE slappies 
put their hand to their chest, we the people, right along with them. Yeah. But we're talking about the same crowd that pretty much ruined his WWE career. So I'm just, right. again, I'm trying to bring a level of um, honesty here. Like, that was cute. I That is not bringing me back. That is not making me watch episode two. If you were freaking out about uh, Jake, right? Not Jack. He's Jake Hagar. I, well, I, I don't know. He, he's like, if he's like the Lord. Let's just call him Jack Swagger. Yeah, totally we'll learned. Jack Swagger. <laughs> if you're freaking out about Jack Swagger, you, you weren't watching AEW wrestling. You, you should be excited that Moxley came in and, and got this feud rolling with, with Kenny Omega. You should be excited that Rio won the women's championship. I, I, am, I am ragging on the women's division and how they're handling it. Rio winning that title, and I'm going to do this. This is really going to irk a lot of AEW fans. Mike, that was best for business. <laughs> that made that match so much more fun because I thought Rio was just going to get squashed. So seeing her find a way uh, to beat Nyla Rose, that was mm-hmm. fun. Um, and, of course, like the Cody and Jericho stuff is fantastic right now. That is what should bring you to episode two. Oh, and, and yeah. Hawk. Pac beating Hangman by kicking him in the nuts. Oh my God, what a freaking bastard. Yeah. I, that was great. You're defining the characters. You're doing great sports entertainment. You're telling us a story mixed with the wrestling match. It's not just that Pac is better than Hangman. Mm-hmm. He's a piece of shit bastard. And, and that was great. It was yeah. fantastic. Um, that I think, is uh... what's bringing me to watch next week. And that's, Mike, I'll say, that's what's going to have me turn on AEW. Before we you even talk what? NXT, that's what's going to have glad. me turn on AEW on my TV. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because, uh, like, that match with Pac and Bastard. Pac and Bastard. Pac <laughs> and Hangman. They, uh, I was just going to say, that was the best I think we've seen of Hangman. Because it's, you know how we talk about tough booking decisions? Um, yeah. Like, depending on characters, like how they kind of bounce off each other. I thought this would be a little tough because they both kind of play... Um, I don't know if we want to kind of like sullen, you know? Yeah. Um, kind of introspective, just kind of the glare. Uh, but I think it totally worked. And this is a feud that, you know, I could, I would legitimately, you know, fight forever chant for. I, I thought this was a really cool um, feud. I, I want to see more of this. Um, I, I hope we get to in the future. And, you know, they, they keep Pac happy and he wants to stay under that AEW umbrella. Um but I do want to see more of the women's division getting fleshed out. I think another disappointment for that, besides the belt, besides um, the lack of storyline, was that when Rio, after she won, she had an interview with, um, uh, goodness gracious, I always want to call him Nakamura, uh, Michael, uh, God, what is his name? God, uh, Naka, what's his name, man? <laughs> Help me out. <laughs> Michael, uh, Jesus Christ, I'm going to hit myself in the face. <laughs> I, I really, I really don't. I don't know his name off the top of my head. He came out to do the Japanese interview with Rio, which I thought was going to be cool, but then the interference was from Nyla again. So, you know, Britt Baker was kind of bringing nothing to the table in the uh, in the um, you know the broadcast. She didn't have a lot to say, and then these two are still just feuding with each other. We didn't really add like another person to Tango. That that's the spot that needs the most work. So that that's my negative. We you know they haven't figured out the women's division. Um, 
But I know we, we've put a lot of time into just AEW by itself. I think we should probably look at NXT, Matt. Well, how do you want to start this? Because I've made my claim already. This was the better pro wrestling show. There wasn't a lot of focus on promos. There was a, a great one. You know what? There was a good one from Velveteen Dream. Definitely not his best work. Uh, but there was a pretty good promo from Velveteen. Oh, my God. Well, hold, he made, hold, before we punt away from Velveteen, did he say Velveteen is used to handling two men? He doesn't shy away, I think is what he said. Oh, he doesn't shy away I, from handling two men. That's what I was about to say before you asked that. Cause it, or, or it's like two men <laughs> isn't a problem for Velveteen. So some, something along those lines. I was going to say that was gold, but the rest yeah. of the promo was just kind of, you know, it, it, was, it was Velveteen formula. Mm-hmm. You know, um, which is, you know, it happens. You can get a guy that introduces himself and we're all excited because it's his first promo. And of course, we know what works. So you stick with it. It's not a bad thing, but it also yeah. doesn't mean that every promo is the greatest promo of all time. That was just that was a good Velveteen promo. I'm not saying it was bad. It just wasn't great. Um, so you had that. You did have Finn Balor. You did mm-hmm. have Tommaso Ciampa. Yes. Those, again, are our sports entertainment moments. I'm going to make the argument uh, that that's sports entertainment more than pro wrestling. But uh, outside of that, I think we just had some amazing matches. And I, and I think one of the most fun endings to a Shayna Baszler match uh, to get the, uh, what is it, the uh, Kuda, help me out, the clutch, Kuda Fida. Oh, the Kuda, Kuda Fira crutch, clutch. Kuda Fira, right. Yeah. <laughs> crutch, clutch. <laughs> Uh, um, on Candice, yeah. I, I thought, and, and I, like, stopped, wound my TV back, recorded Kira, that Kira thing. Kira Fuda. Yeah. Uh, I just, I was in awe. I, I loved it. I, and I loved, like, having Candice kind of get the upper hand on Shayna. But Shayna mm-hmm. just worked in her in-ring knowledge to get the win. Because yeah. ultimately, we've been building up this entire Shayna character based off of her being able to overpower and just kind of... Um, Maybe maybe the MMA background being like that definition to how she can just be better than you in the ring with just some different in-ring choices. But now that felt like a pro wrestling win. You know what I mean? Like now that she's been in the ring long enough, she set up a counter that Candice, you know, couldn't couldn't complete her move, got the win. I I, I was that that wasn't uh, Shayna's best match. But the ending of that and, and getting the clutch in there was probably my the, the most fun I've had watching an end to a Shannon match and the biggest pop she got out of me. Yeah, uh, I mean, she's she's uh, I've been a mark for her for a, a pretty long time now. Um, I love her matches. I, I bought the T-shirt. Um, <laughs> and I, I don't think there's I don't think this match like showed us anything that we didn't know before that she's probably. Ooh, that's um, a good point. She's on a, I mean, outside you know, of what I just said, now you're, now you're kind of burying my point. But, you know, well, I just mean that she's she's kind of on an area <laughs> by herself. At this point, there's nothing left for her to prove. She's basically conquered the entire division. Um, I, I don't even know who she would pass the belt on to. Except for Rhea point. Ripley. Oh, well, I, I hope that happens. It, it does, I don't know. It, it Rhea... For some reason, they like keeping her on the peripheral. They just gave us that little baby tease. I, I don't know. Maybe that's that. That's probably my next women's T-shirt is Rhea Ripley. But 
Um, the way they you know, <laughs> just kind of. I like how that's me. that's how you gauge your interest in. <laughs> Ooh, well, I might be getting a shirt. Uh, well, well, I guess. Um, how do I want to put this? Um, I mean, based I, on I that, I'm Rio probably married to Dolph Ziggler. Like, uh, like Alexa did. Um, um, a little bit like Carmella did, where they just you know leapfrogged you know at like a long lengthy championship run. So, um, I don't know. I this if they're gonna have Gargano kind of camped out in NXT. It looks like Adam Cole's going to be there for the time being. I, you know, maybe Shayna is just going to live on NXT for a while. And I, I still don't put it past the WWE to start throwing NXT matches in their pay-per-views because they, they want people to, to buy the network. I, I think that's still the end game. That's where they're raking yeah. in all the dough for themselves. Yeah. So this is just another opportunity for them to promote NXT, get new NXT fans and then have them watch. You know what? Um, you know, you yeah. know what I think you're going to find interesting is this point is like where I think that Shayna is just on a pedestal by herself and it kind of creates problems for the rest of the division. Cause there, there's a lot of B pluses, but I think Shayna is the only a that's kind of how I see undisputed era in the tag division. I think Ooh. when they lost the belts to Street Profits, I thought that was the one way to, okay, yeah, okay, kind of punt Undisputed Era, let them get called up. But now that they have the belts again, I love Montez, but I, I don't think that Angelo is fit to really look like a like a, a real challenge to Kyle and Bobby. That's like yeah. a, like a world class tag team. I, I don't think there's right. another tag team in that division who can. I had the best test for that, Mike. What's up? You know what I did? Had my wife watch for a little bit. She could point out right away. I just played the game. I was like, which one do you think is more talented? Right away, Montez. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, if we could ever get Angelo Dawkins as a guest, oh my God, you you are super talented. Way more talented talented than I'll ever be in the ring. But Or at podcasting. Or at anything else. Yeah, you're just a god. Anyways, um, you are not as great as Montez Ford. <laughs> and and that, that is truly what's holding that tag team back from, like, super greatness. Because what they're going up against right now is, I mean, I'll just, now I will actually use the word, but, like, these technical gods in tag right. team wrestling and Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, something that, Mike, I'm going to say technically, maybe spot-wise... Undisputed Era isn't going to match AEW. When you talk technical wrestling, there's nobody I've seen so far on AEW that can match Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Mike, I don't know if there's anybody on the WWE roster <laughs> that can match them, God. except for the newly formed Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode. Would be a fantastic match, to be completely yeah. honest, to watch them go at it. I know I sound like WWE fanboy, but I'm being fanboy, I'm, fanboy, bop, 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 But I, I mean, honestly, just to kind of um, reiterate your point, kind of throw some more cherries on top. That is uh, is what you're looking at with Undisputed Era, and and you couldn't be more right. And and I think. I think you're hinting at a lot of problems that NXT is going to have going forward competing with AEW is that now they have an unbeatable tag champion. They have, I mean, for, for all intents and purposes, an unbeatable women's champion. Mm -hmm. 
But maybe we have a beatable NXT champion. Yeah. I Everything mean, okay on your side? I'm hearing a Skype call, I feel well, like. Well, I'm just, uh, yeah, just kind of trying to process that. I, I think that that means that they're like a little top-heavy, right? If Shayna is yeah. far and away the best. Undisputed Era, far and away the best. Um, and then with Adam Cole, uh, you know, now they're bringing back guys to challenge him. So, so what did that, right, what did that um, mean for the rest of the division? If you had to call, you know, bring Champa what? off the DL and you had to bring Balor, you know, send him down to AAA, what did that mean for the rest of the main eventers? I'm going to make, because uh, that, that's one thing that kind of irked me was when I saw that last night, that Finn Balor getting sent down, quote unquote, because as far as I can tell, Mike, this is a two-hour television show mm-hmm. that's on cable TV. This isn't 205 Live, right? Right. This isn't, uh, what was, the old one was Superstars, then there was Main oh, Event. Oh, Main Event. Yep. This is an actual show on the USA Network, and they're, they're building it to be competition to AEW. If anything, this would have been, if I was Finn Balor, I would have seen this as a, like, an honor. Like, we want to be AEW. We need you. So, based on that, so I was coming up to that point that Adam Cole, is he now has two very formidable opponents in Finn Balor and Tommaso Ciampa. Mike, who are we sending down to be the opponent to the Undisputed Era and Shayna Baszler? I hate to say it, but if, if we're, I mean, it's either EO really does finally get that opportunity to take out Shayna, because she's ready. I think they just don't have a lot of confidence in her promo abilities. Mm-hmm. EO could do it, no problem. But if you had to bring down a couple people, so I, I, I know we wanted to talk, uh, or I made notes like later we talk about suggested improvements. This is where I was going to go with that conversation with suggested improvements to NXT because the roster is deep, but it's super top heavy. So, right, you can't you can't throw in a Boogenhagen or a a Boog a Boogs. The Boogs Cruise. Yeah, the Boogs Cruise to face Adam Cole. And he also doesn't, I guess he has a tag partner on the live shows, but not a tag team that we could believe would be Undisputed Era right now. Right. So who are we bringing down? And I have a couple of options if you want to hear it. So you just said you want me to pick somebody for the tag division or for Adam Cole? Adam Cole's set. Adam Cole's okay. got Finn and Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, also, Gargano can find his way in a fatal four-way match at any point. He could win the title. I mean, there's a ton of options at the top. Velveteen Dream, boom. But what are we doing everywhere else? Are we expecting the fashion police to take down Undisputed Era? I think what you'd have to do is think a little outside the box. So I, I think that Heavy Machinery, for example, is they're doing great as a comedy act. Uh, I think they're starting to sell some T-shirts. They're they're not a contender. AOP oh, is getting God. pushed again. Uh, oh God, I New thought Day you were makes, gonna makes New Day wakes way too much <laughs> money to go to NXT again. Uh, I man, you know what? I think because I know they like uh, you know they 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 like kind of giving us a little bit of a little bit of mystery, a little surprise, a little intrigue, a little yeah. Ooh, wouldn't that be a cute? indie darling show but it's wwe's indie darling so it doesn't really count but we don't know that because it's nxt so we just pretend it's a different brand (laughs) man (laughs) i think 
not, I hope I'm not stealing your thunder. Let's see if we're really brothers, Matt. I think the OC. Damn it. <laughs> Did I steal your thunder? So here's what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah, thunder is stolen. Woo! <clears throat> Mike, we're setting up War Games or we're setting up Survivor Series. But goddamn, we're getting the OC versus Undisputed Era. And that is going to be how NXT beats AEW. Could you imagine (laughs) seeing Undisputed Era versus the OC on an NXT show? Holy shit. I think, you know what's fascinating about that idea is, yes, first, it's, it's, there's so much going on there. There's so much to unpack. Um, First off, yes, that would be amazing. Uh, They would win the Wednesday Night Wars. Uh, (laughs) Second of all, NXT would win the WWE Wars, because who gives a fuck about Raw and SmackDown when the Bullet Club is fighting Undisputed Era on Wednesdays? Um, Yeah. And then the third thing is not as exciting as point number two, but it's just hilarious to see WWE, like, looking at New Japan, uh, looking at Ring of Honor and saying, you know what, we're going to do that on our minor league show in a couple years. Fuck it. They'll come crawling to watch our version. (laughs) They're going to pay for the network, not even watch it, and then pay for Hulu Live so then they can watch it on USA. Am I just am I making it a little personal? Yes, because that's what I'm doing. I'm still. What am I paying for the network for? <laughs> so I can watch three matches at Hell in a Cell this Sunday. I'm so jumping you, ahead. So you can watch um, the replay of NXT. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I. Gosh, that's such a great idea. And, and one thing I think WWE is pretty good at is, like, if this really is the case. God, this this is such a brilliant idea. Like the OC is. They've they've been on the peripheral. They've they've been on TV. They're not winning. They need a reboot. Um, and my God, what if AJ Styles was in NXT with Finn Balor and the OC against Undisputed Era? I don't think the match would even start. It would just be eight guys staring at each other while you know the Austin chants are raining upon them. Uh, holy shit! <laughs> For about an hour. <laughs> that would just that would be like uh, I don't know like Hulk Hogan and The Rock just staring at each other. That's how big of a moment that would be. Would you schedule a show same night as AEW's next pay per view? Which you know what it escapes me. There's there's a lot that we do on a weekly basis, so forgive us. Would you schedule Mike? Well, I think a two hours usually named after like hands when you play uh, uh, poker. So I think this one's called Three of a Kind. <laughs> that's what I usually end up with. All right, so three of a kind. What are you booking, Matt? Oh, that's what I. I, I was just gonna make it war games, but uh, yeah, I, I mean that's what I that's what I want to do. Um, I also wanted to have. So you know what? Let's do this. Let's win. Let's win the Wednesday night wars because we have a million guys on our roster on WWE. Like this is how you do it. Do we think it's gonna happen? Probably not. This is how you do it. <laughs> So you have the war games, right? We'll put yeah. all the titles on the line. <laughs> oh my god! And then you've also got Shayna Baszler versus Asuka. Wow! What do you think, man? You know what? 
I'm I'm ashamed because I you know what I was gonna do for Shayna I was actually gonna put like Naomi in there because she's she's been kind of floundering but man send Oscar back down to her 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 glory days. Dun, 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 dun. God, would that be money? Oh. Man, I got to drink wine in the morning so I'm all buzzed up for our hockey podcast. Day. It's great. Yeah. Day, day, day drinking with wine is phenomenal. <laughs> Night drinking, um, though. I'm going to fall right asleep. Also phenomenal. Right. Um, but there's, there's more day to go around. So, let, I, 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 we still haven't asked you, Mike. I think, um, I think we've done enough to kind of build up what we're thinking of each show. And I, I think we've talked about how NXT wins this or how the WWE wins this. I really don't think it's going to happen, but let's just, let's wrap this up. Let's do, right. I, I want you to answer. I've already said what I thought. I got a quick question for you too. Yeah, was the better show. Yeah. AEW was the better show. I wanted to hear what your thought was on the better show, and then and then we'll do our little final words uh, um, on the Wednesday Night Wars. Yeah, the better show, uh, you know, we like pro wrestling. That means in some capacity you like some sort of soap opera involved. So I, I don't think that you could pick NXT because NXT was not sports entertainment. Not. Right. It was, let's do a greatest hits of all the best guys on our roster right now. Uh, they, they literally had all of Undisputed Era, Matt Riddle, Street Profits, Shayna, Candice, Gargano, EO. Uh, I, I don't really know who else is one of their A-plus guys. And then you had so you have three title matches on a regular Wednesday and two returns in Champa and Finn. So, Matt, because real quick, I know we did the positives and negatives for AEW. The, the negative for me for NXT is that this show is fake. Uh... You know, it's not, it's not, it's not like, a, um, like an example of what's to come, right? Because it's not sustainable. You, you can't go every week and have three title matches and two returns. It's impossible. Yeah. There aren't that many guys that can return. I mean, there are, but you know, you, you, it, it dampens it. And then they're not even wrestling. They're just returning for a quick cameo. And then the camera goes off, you know, at 10 PM. Uh, I, I, what I want to see is the actual NXT show. And what's funny and scary to me, at least for WWE's perspective, is that that's where they've had problems. Okay? Yeah. Since they've been doing these live shows, you've been able to mask a lot of these guys who are not fantastic at cutting promos. And for AEW, I, I think they do have some guys who are pretty solid at it. Um you know, the Cody's, the MJF's, the Jericho's, uh, the Young Bucks. Uh, Omega can actually be pretty funny. So you're leaning on some of the best. And then you come over to NXT and it's like, you know, are you going to listen to Bianca Belair talk about, you know, everything's EST or, uh, you know, Mrs. Wrestling. Like, that doesn't do a lot for me. I don't, I don't, I don't want to hear that. Gargano just saying, this is NXT for life. Like, it's... You know, it's fine, I guess. You know, it's not otherworldly. I mean, you're basically looking at Montez, who's, you know, potentially getting called up to Raw and Adam Cole, and all they do is make him do, you know, catchphrases. It's it's not what we've seen. It's not A-plus promo material. Yeah. So I guess the real negative is that, you know, it's we're kind of working with some unknowns. We're, we saw, we didn't really see NXT yet. We haven't seen it. 
we haven't seen these young 20-year-old guys go out there on the stick and prove themselves to the crowd with their with their promos. Um, hopefully they, you know, exceed what we've seen so far. I mean, even in the past, if you want to say NXT had great promos, you got to remember all of those were pre-recorded. Um, when they weren't pre-recorded, a lot of them were vignettes. Um, and AEW is working with less shackles. They get to be, you know, uh, TV 14 as, uh, they are, uh, very comfortable reminding you. And in addition, like Jericho said, you get freedom. So there isn't necessarily this huge, like list of corporate no-nos that you, you can, cannot say, like you, you can't say wrestler or wrestling, um, you know, you, you don't have those shackles, so it's easier for you to be yourself. It's easier for you to kind of speak your mind because you can curse a little bit. Um, and you're not, you know, 18 years old. You know, these these guys are have been around, most of them. Um, except for, my God, MJF, who's, what, 22? And he's already, like, you know, Miz level or Ric Flair level. Um, yep. Assholery. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and I think NXT has... They haven't proved anything yet. That's the negative. We haven't seen them do live promos yet, and that's half of what wrestling is, is getting butts in the seats with stories. So that's that's my negative. And I, and I love NXT, and I got, you know, four, five, six fucking T-shirts for that company because I love those guys, but they still got a show to us, man. Yeah, and there's and there's a lot there that's already ready to go. I think the production is good. Uh, I think the better announced team is on NXT. And like I already talked before, I think the technically, I think the better wrestlers are on NXT. But we are talking about a main event show like Raw and SmackDown going up against NXT. So if this show is going to, if this is going to win the battle, if that's the goal, there's some changes that need to happen talent-wise and decision-wise in regards to how this match card is set up. If it's there to just keep you occupied until Friday, then it, I think it'll do the job. I think it'll be that opportunity to pull you away. Like anybody that's looking for straight up pro wrestling, there's your there's your option that's on cable TV is NXT. So if they it, that's the thing, do you need to make an adjustment to be like to compete to win the ratings battle or? Can you just stay pat and just be you? Create this brand of NXT that's mainly pro wrestling on Wednesdays. Um, I think that, that'll that be easier to answer as we move forward. Um, and obviously, if my fantasy booking comes true of the OC versus Undisputed Era, uh, that is not the direction you'd be going in. But um, yeah, you, you'd be moving more into the main event side of things. And uh, with that, Mike, I think if NXT would make that decision... Then maybe we should make the decision right now. We'll move on over to SmackDown and Hell in a Cell. Because, Mike, we've got three, count them, count them, Mike. Are you looking at the, uh, One, the TV? Two, One, two, three. three. We have yes. three matches booked for Hell in a Cell. People have actually bought tickets. You don't want to, to jump watch to Hell in a Cell. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Uh, because we don't want to give anything away before people watch the very first episode of SmackDown on Fox. Mike, first thought here for SmackDown and Hell in a Cell as we wrap up our, our show with uh, going main event for WWE. 
There's going to be a lot of curtains over seats at Hell in a Cell, I can imagine, because they only have three matches announced. If there aren't, I think that means that The Fiend is doing his job and that he should win the Universal Championship. Um, (laughs) But let's talk SmackDown first, because that is happening. uh, If you're listening to this, you're probably listening to it on a Friday. It's happening tonight. Uh, But even if we're going to post this uh, Thursday night, so you could be listening to it Thursday, could be tomorrow. Any hoozles, we've got the very first SmackDown happening on Fox. All that money being thrown in. What are we getting out of it, Mike? We're getting The Rock. We're getting Stone Cold. We're getting The Undertaker. We're getting a Brock Lesnar versus Kofi Kingston WWE Championship match. We're getting Kevin Owens, hopefully, getting rid of Shane McMahon forever so we never have to see his face. Like That would be a great way to sort of push... WWE and SmackDown into this Fox generation is to just say goodbye to Shane McMahon. Um, And we're also getting the best women's division on TV in pro wrestling right now is going to showcase all four of those awesome ladies wrestlers Mm because they're going to go up against each other. Becky and Charlotte versus Sasha and Bailey. Mike, this SmackDown is can't miss. Yep. I unfortunately have plans tomorrow night, so I am going to miss it. But I will be able to watch it on Hulu <laughs> that next yep. morning. Um, <laughs> but Friday is a terrible night. Um, I, I get it. If you're listening to this and you're like, well, if you're a hardcore wrestling fan, <laughs> you don't miss the show, buddy. Hey, <laughs> I got in NJPW coming up on Saturday morning. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. There's a baby. I got friends. I got a full-time job. I got two podcasts now I'm in charge of. If Friday night can't happen with SmackDown, it's going to be absorbed content-wise. But it's probably not happening Friday night. Um, but let's, let's talk about how, excite, like, how excited are you for, for SmackDown with this? This is a star-studded show. I, I think that this is a, a very, very interesting opportunity here. Because uh, obviously they're going all in. Uh, apologies to AEW. They're going Hashtag all in on SmackDown. Um, you're bringing in the Legends. You're bringing in the Rock. Uh, you know, you're getting all the four, four horsewomen. You're getting a, a violent Shane McMahon, Kevin Owens match. And Brock Lesnar is going to be on SmackDown wrestling for a championship. I, I can't remember. I, I want to say Vic Joseph told us it had been like 15 years or something. And can I just say, that's one of my favorite sentences I've said this week is Vic Joseph giving me information thanks to Monday Night Raw. God, he did a great job. I, I really love his his commentary. Matt, hot tag, how great is Vic Joseph? He is super great. His, uh, <laughs> like he, he, it's not at the Mamma Mia level, but I love when, when crazy things are about to go down and he goes, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's like his Mamma Mia is wait a minute. Um, wait a minute. God, wait. Just God, wait a minute. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so I'm, I'm pretty excited for SmackDown. I think it's hilarious that they're going all in and they're not prioritizing Hell in a Cell um, at all. And I think the opportunity I alluded to a second ago would be if Hell in a Cell was only like two hours long, like a WWE takeover. Uh, where all you do is have, you know, excellent matches. You, you don't fill it with, you know, a 9, 10, 11 match card. 
get everybody on there because we we're we're exhausted. Uh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Are we up to eleven hours minus pay per views every week? Yeah, yeah, eleven hours every week minus paper without paper without including pay per views. Um, I think this would be a great opportunity to actually have mega storylines pay off at pay per views, including the NXT ones. So you're gonna have to punt on Hell in a Cell because we we basically just had a takeover. Um, but going forward, I think that would be a really cool opportunity to to maybe shorten these a little bit and give them the takeover. Um, treatment where all you're doing is having the, the best like the best feuds and the best wrestlers and not just filler make sure we got we got to give everybody a paycheck um no i i i agree here's my question matt is uh yeah, i thought it sounded like you had a question i didn't know if i was supposed to chime in well <laughs> i don't know it's it's a little quibble because i i'm i'm still astounded that this is happening but is there is there any chance that kofi and brock have a, a match that ends clean well, I think it goes back to looking at this from a business perspective and seeing Fox talk about they want SmackDown to be more of a sport, uh, closer to a sport than Raw uh, than Raw is, or what uh, the WWE product has been for the last however many years. You want to kind of put the pin on that, um, and and also determining like what's Fox's major goal here. Because uh, we're also talking, so I, I don't know if I should mention this, but I'm going to. Oh, right. You're so saving when it. Dis, when Disney bought Fox. Oh, here we go. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> when Disney bought Fox, they immediately changed their um, their slogan to being less about you know what what you'd normally see out of a major network to being about diversity and and expanding maybe not the slogan but at least the mission of the company and fox does want to be your conservative option and they're going to start you're going to start seeing that with the the new shows that are coming out you can see it with their new fox cartoon that came out uh last weekend that is pretty much king of the hill turned up to 11 so like what what you're seeing is this move that Fox wants a specific audience. What I'm getting at is that Brock Lesnar is going to fit that audience's needs better than Kofi Kingston. That is a horrible thing to say, but based off of what Fox said they want to be, that's kind of where we're at right now. Uh, and especially going back to the fact that they want it to be uh, like have these the sport background and you could have yeah. a guy that's been the UFC champion and a channel that also carries UFC half the time. I, I just I think Kofi might get squashed, Mike. <laughs> Unless we're going to see like a Rey Mysterio run in. Um, I mean, Kofi's getting squashed. I. I don't know if you have a different take on that, but that's what I'm ready for. Well, you know, we, we talk about it a lot. Um, I, I think the best storyline is probably Brock winning. Um, and I think that Rey Mysterio does run in and he still gets annihilated. Uh, <laughs> which Dude, you know be... what? Can I, can I throw this in there? Yeah. Maybe you're right and this doesn't end clean because we're going to set up a triple threat. 
at Hell in a Cell because we still don't have a WWE Championship match scheduled. And Kofi would be able to steal a win, hold the title, and technically beat Brock Lesnar. (laughs) Goes against what I just said uh, about, like, what Fox wants. Uh, And again, if it does sound a bit racist, ha-ha! Guess what? Welcome to Brothers of Discussion. Welcome to Fox News. Uh, Have you heard of it? Um, I, uh, God, that's, you know, it's, I, it's interesting that, like, political affiliations could be determining who the WWE champion is. Um, probably not, you know, a new idea, but in this, in this particular light, I think it's kind of gross, uh, grossly obvious and, uh, you know, revealing. Uh, ooh. I think as far as wrestling goes, it would be very surprising for uh, Brock to annihilate Rey Mysterio, uh, uh, put his son Dominic in the hospital, and have multiple faces keep that storyline in your head. Uh, and Rollins and Miz did that on Monday Night Raw. And then for it to just be you know skipped over come Friday. Because as far as we know, Rey was not put in a hospital. He didn't have a neck brace right. on like Dominic. Um so if he's he- like healthy enough to wrestle, I have to think in some capacity he's going to be the one who interferes. Um, but in the long game, I, I I don't know. I think ultimately, if this Sunday goes by and Brock is not the WWE champion, I I think I would be very very surprised. So who does who does he face? Is it just a rematch with Kofi? Uh, probably. Or do you a think threat, uh, a maybe they fake capacity? Let's fake a Kofi injury and have Big E get a shot at Brock Lesnar. I think that would be Ooh, hell yeah. yeah. Big well, E that's, and Brock. That's that's our dream. That's the brothers yeah. of discussion dream. We've been no, since episode I, one. We've been we've been clamoring for that. I'll, I mean, I'll fantasy book everything right now. Like Brock beating Kofi, KO beating Shane, um, Bailey and Sasha going over Becky and Charlotte. But Mike, how sweet? Let me just let me ask you this. How sweet is it going to be when the Rock's out there delivering his promo? Oh, my God. And we see the lights. Please say what I want you to say. And we see the lights. Yeah. One by one. I mean, if there's anybody, (laughs) if there's anybody that comes back to this uh, show and knows how to give up to, to like, that next you know what? It's been Generation. an hour and 45 minutes. It's 9.45. We have not seen the people's champion. The lights kick up. <laughs> he walks down the ramp. He's strutting. And the crowd's just loving it. He's up on the turnbuckle. He's, he's putting his stupid arm up. The eyebrows going up. He's trying to sell yet another t-shirt. He does a few laps around the ring. And then he puts his hand over to get the microphone. He's in the center of the ring. And he puts his head down, spreads his legs. Finally. Oh, I came in too early. (laughs) Well, I'm ready to hear one finally. And and the feed just comes out. All right, let me do it again. ruins his shit. Let Let me do my whose line is it anyway sound effects. 
You should see uh, my new daughter's face when we watch Raw and all we hear for five minutes is <laughs> just that scream. <laughs> like I think like a, like 30 seconds is cool. Like we get it. <laughs> oh my god. Her eyes are just as wide as could be and she's darting around the room. Poor this little thing. Recorded one sound effect. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, God, that I wish I wish they had the balls to do that. Except the Rock would want to have like you know a fifty-fifty book where he gets to beat Bray in thirty seconds or something. But, but I, you know what? Let's go back to my original point of how to properly book Bray Wyatt. This would be him taking down one of those guys that I said he needs to take down to prove that he is, um, you know, more than Bray Wyatt. He's the fiend. Yeah. It would be The Rock. I think Man. that if they did that, Mike, that's a the nod ego to the brothers of never, discussion. The ego that guy would never let it happen. Never. <laughs> if they never. do that, Mike. That means Vince McMahon listens to the Brothers of Discussion. There, I said it. I said it. He's a big fan. He loves us. Do you hear that? What? Vince? 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 Is that you? Mike, that's not how podcasts work. I hear you breathing. (laughs) Okay, I thought it was like a phone call. Okay. No, it's... It's I have I have learned that uh, we've been told how hard I laugh uh-huh. that I I step away from the mic when I'm ready to laugh, um, <laughs> and I'll I'll say uh, Mike when you're ready to do your Otis your Dozovich I'm uh-huh. coming make sure you take a step back so that the microphone doesn't I completely do. blow I'm out outside <laughs> yes. I'm oh I forgot I'm recording I'm recording on my headphones it's gonna blow up again rip. with all the laughs. Can't help it. Sorry, everybody. Uh, so that would be one of the greatest moments in entertainment history, outside of wrestling. This it's, transcends wrestling. If the Fiend attacked the Rock, wow. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this poll out to the WWE universe, and I'm, I'm gonna, gonna say my, my poll out if the Fiend tackles the Rock. My my answer is the rock to this question, so I'm not gonna like I'm not hiding anything. But yeah. w- if you had to pick one, the rock, the Undertaker, Stone Cold, out of the three guys that are booked to show up at SmackDown, who do you want the Fiend to take out? The Rock. Me too. I thought like it has to be the Rock. That has to be like if he's if. So here here's a thing we we interrupted our segment about. Um, tidbits where we're, we're going over the big wrestling news yeah. one of those would have been the fact that sunday football on fox put the fiend at the end of their commercials yeah for subliminal little ah, like let me in little thing uh-huh. amazing that is amazing like if fox is going that length i think they know and they definitely want the fiend on smackdown 
but they they know that this is like major major talent that you can't waste. Um, you know what? It's you know what, man. I think it's to the point that if you build it up, they will uh, come. Like Stone Cold comes out, Undertaker comes out, and then The Rock comes out. Man, you'd have to write. You'd have to. Ha- you'd have to write the Fiend into the show early. Because otherwise, if The Rock comes out and there's no Fiend, I think people would be disappointed. Yeah. I think that that's, I mean, that's a testament to this phenomenon that is The Fiend um, and how badly people want to see Bray get over um, this this (laughs) evil monster who's invaded our football. uh, Yeah. Our our beloved American sport. Uh, It's, it's... It's incredible, man. I, 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 I think I'm going to be disappointed if he doesn't interfere with The Rock. Though, how do I want to compare it? It's, it's almost like they're going to want to find a way to explain it off the show immediately. Like, I think there was the takeover where, um, I think it was Gargano and Adam Cole were going to go for the NXT Championship, and people were talking about, you know, it was three falls, and maybe the third fall, Champa will come back. And during yeah. the broadcast, they even said, oh, it's just, it really stinks because Champo, you know, we, t- we had a, we talked to the doctor today and he's definitely not going to be wrestling. He's in the house. You know, we saw him, he's on crutches, but it's just not healthy for him to wrestle. So don't even think about it. So it's almost like they want to do that. Yeah. The fiend is, uh, you know, he had a layover in Dallas. Uh, he's not going <laughs> to be in the house tonight. Um, no fiend. So just don't, don't get your hopes up. He's not going to be here where this is not a joke. This is not a joke. He's not going to be here. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to interfere with The Rock. Just a normal Rock segment. He's going to bury somebody you love in three seconds and say a bunch of mean college humor things, and that'll be it. You're welcome. <laughs> well, I mean, if you go to WWE.com and look at the SmackDown match card, at the top, the advertisement for SmackDown. Oh, no. Is it The Fiend? The Miz, Sasha, Bailey, and The Fiend. So either... They're just fucking around, or we are we are getting a fiend sighting. He, he's nowhere to be found on the rest of the conversation, but man, if the fiend takes out the rock. All right, now I, I think I think we'd be remiss if we didn't at least go over the three matches that are in Hell in a Cell since we won't be recording until uh, next Thursday, and we're going to try and go live on yeah. uh, Twitter and YouTube and Facebook at the same time. Um, so before that happens, uh, we do want to talk Hell in a Cell. Unless, uh, there's anything else you want, you had to say on SmackDown, Mike. I, 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 I feel don't like... think there's anything that could be bigger news than The Fiend taking down The Rock. Um, so, one, one of the matches I think we should definitely start with, because it's kind of, uh, we know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. is, uh, Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan going against Eric Rowan and Luke Harper. And uh, and not forgetting what a drop off emotionally, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we're actually going to get a tease of that match with Rowan going up against Roman Reigns on SmackDown. Um, yeah. Which here's the thing, it's it's almost like aren't we definitely going to see that end in a schmaz? Yes. So then Hell in a Cell is going to end with Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns over Rowan and Harper, right? Like that. That feels uh, well, right. Let me ask you a hot take. What's the most interesting ending to this match? 
Eric Rowan and Luke Harper winning and becoming like a legitimate tag team again. Uh, all right, ask me. Mike, what's the most interesting ending to this? Uh, it was a ruse, and, and Daniel Bryan is going to lead Rowan and Harper over at Roman Reigns. Oh, oh, no, yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah. No, I mean, I meant that. <laughs> like, like, um, that was implied. Yeah, y- you know, like, 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 of course, like, duh, but, you know, like, if, if it wasn't that. Yeah, that was my yeah. answer. Well, the one thing that weighs <laughs> that down is like we're running out of faces. Yeah. Uh, There's point, so many uh, items right now that I'm trying to keep in mind that we need to make little videos. You know how I like to post them on Instagram. That was yeah. one of them. That conversation. But go ahead. <laughs> uh, the one thing is because you know you. You make really good points about, you know, the business end, and it's good business to have Daniel Bryan guessing his way all over Friday nights. Um, so if he joins Eric and Luke, uh, it's going to be a little tougher to do. I think that's the one obstacle is whether or not they want to market Daniel like that or if they want to do what's most interesting for the storyline, what's best for business storyline-wise, it's Daniel uniting with them. I mean, that's what we asked for from AEW for months was like some more interesting story. And I think we got that this past Wednesday. So, yeah, um, that's that opportunity. I just I don't know. I think I think all the chips, Mike, are are on one number right now. And uh, for whatever reason, that number spelling out the fiend. So let's keep that on the side. Let's talk yeah. Raw Women's Championship. Let's talk Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks in a Hell in a Cell match. Yes. Mike, do you want to go first on this? I really thought... I didn't think it would get this far with Sasha not holding the, the, the belt. I thought that she was going to win it at the last uh, pay-per-view. Um, so right now, it's it's really up in the air for me. And this this almost looks like you know, AJ Styles and Nakamura, not, you know, Nakamura uh, feuding over the WWE Championship, uh, where it was just AJ winning, 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 winning. Because um, they just haven't put over Sasha as a legitimate threat yet. It's like they're throwing her a bone by putting her in matches, but it doesn't feel like they're really giving her the rub where she's going to go over. Yeah. Um, so it's. I think that's kind of surprising. I, I, I really thought that Sasha was one of their... Uh, um, what's the phrase like a, like a, you know like a golden golden calf where they're gonna really take care of her and it's just kind of like she's uh, she's playing the butters role right now she's uh, quite the little void filler until we get the real feud for Becky. No, this is the real feud. Come on. All right. Are what you you're getting Sasha to win then? What you're getting right now is a continuous setup. Sasha's winning this in the end. Um, and I think they might actually push for another Becky Lynch trying to get the title back in the spring. Um, but I, whatever's happening, we're getting an off month in November because we're going to have Survivor Series. And there's going to be a huge like Becky Lynch team versus a Sasha Banks team, whatever's going on. I'm actually going to be all for it. I'm saying it like I'm kind of like me, but that, that's actually going to be fun. But I also think that for this Hell in a Cell match, I don't know if we're going to get a for sure victor. I don't think we're getting a clean win. Um, I just, 
whatever is happening by the end of this feud, Sasha's finally taking the title. It could, it could be Sasha takes the title. Then we go into Survivor Series, and then we start to see like Becky run into another uh, storyline. Like maybe Ronda Rousey comes back, and that'll be something to get her through Royal Rumble. But um, yeah, you know what. Whatever, whatever's happening in in this moment from now, and I, I hate to say it, because what month is it? October. Yep. <laughs> from this moment till WrestleMania, Sasha's winning that title. So I, I'm just gonna put it out there: Becky is still the man when she doesn't hold the title, and I think that character is gonna be perfectly fine without the title. I think I think it's time to put the title on the bad guy. I just, it's hard to say if it's definitely going to happen, but just for the sake of me thinking that it will eventually happen, I'm going to pick Sasha for this. And uh, she's going to go over with uh, maybe not the cleanest victory of all time, but uh, she'll, she'll take that title from Becky. Woo! Leading us into the Universal Championship match. Yep. Michael, I'm going to go first on this one. There is, I, I hate to say it, and this is my nightmare. But based on all the advertisements that Fox is putting out there, based on yeah. the Universal Championship probably staying on Raw, there is absolutely no way The Fiend is winning this match. <laughs> Seth Rollins is retaining. Again, even though we're in hell in a cell, I'm not necessarily saying it's going to be a clean win. Seth is going to take his bumps. Seth is going to get hurt. But he is going to walk home with that red leather belt. <laughs> Best way I could put it. This is, uh, this is a tough one for me because, you know, you don't want The Fiend to lose one-on-one -on -one to Seth Rollins. Uh, what really scares me is that this Friday, The Rock, Stone Cold, And the Undertaker are going to be at SmackDown. <laughs> yeah. And I'm really worried that the Fiend is going to attack the Undertaker, and the Undertaker is the one who's going to appear because it's Hell in a Cell. Um, just to ruin the Fiend's, you know, potential victory. Yeah. Um, it, you know, the writing it writes itself. It's Hell in a Cell. It's Undertaker. The Fiend still gets the rub because it's the first SmackDown ever, and you see the. You know, one of the pillars of SmackDown get toppled by The Fiend, but ultimately don't put the belts on The Fiend, and he loses his second match. Um, sure, you can chalk it up to, you know, The Undertaker came in, but I... Good Lord. You know, we talked about protecting this guy. This 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 stinks of WWE 50-50 booking all over it. Um, and then The Fiend having to fight The Undertaker... And possibly retire him at Survivor Series. Um, for realsies this time. Like, yeah. for real, for real this time. Please, just hang him up. But, so you know let's what? Let's look at it this way. I, if that happens, I get what I want. Well, that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. You get, a, you, get a, you get a way to punt Bray Wyatt having to, you know, defend the title. Um, you get The Undertaker and Bray Wyatt going at it, which is, I think, the, the real way we wanted this to go down. And then Bray will defeat The Undertaker at Survivor Series. A lot of fantasy booking, but it's, it, it all hinges on what the hell is going to happen on Friday because The Fiend is going to interrupt one of these. They, they have to have him interrupt one of these megastars. 
Yeah, and and you know what? You just booked everything that I wanted out of The Fiend um, that I've been clamoring for and complaining about where I wanted to see... I wanted to see The Fiend go over everybody that he's had a problem with in the past. Uh, Unfortunately, he's not going to be able to get his hands on Dean Ambrose anymore. But uh, The Rock is one of them. (laughs) The Rock is one of them. I I think a huge shock on SmackDown would be to see him go over The Rock and try to go over The Undertaker and have that turn into a long-term feud. And we know the WWE is not beyond having a feud start you know, early in the fall and not culminate until WrestleMania. Um, somebody would probably argue against that, but just look at everything that happened with like Shane and Miz, Goldberg and, and Brock Lesnar, like that stuff. If they have the idea and it actually works out injury wise, I think they'll go for it. So that being okay. said, I love that booking and that would be everything I would want. So on the Fiend's journey, he's going to have to skip the Royal Rumble, which stinks, but we are going to get a more satisfying, in my opinion, a more satisfying Fiend story where he can start to take out piece by piece. Maybe even if you get right the uh, the booking of Daniel Bryan and uh, I almost said Luke Bryan, uh, Luke Harper <laughs> and Eric Rowan. Yeah. Uh, let's say you get all that right. Maybe the Fiend steals, you know, these acolytes of. Uh, of Daniel Bryan takes him away, gets his buddies back and defeats Daniel Bryan, who is another guy he lost to. He's still got to beat Randy Orton. Um, I mean, there's, there's a long list. Uh, and, and another thing too, I think, uh, um, I don't know. I, I guess if he beats the undertaker, yeah, I, takes I see out. what you're getting at. Like, yeah, basically if you're on the roster from a few years ago, Bray has lost a few to you. Um, so let's maybe have him win a few feuds, right? Uh, can I say one more thing? Yeah. All right. Ready for this? We're talking oh. Fox. All right. We're talking billions down. of dollars. Uh-oh, he's going to go Gronk. I think John Cena's winning the title. I think John Cena's going to get enough money to come back, win a world championship, and beat Ric Flair in the record. Somebody's got to take that title away from him because all we're doing is giving John the record. And it's going to be The Fiend. It's going to be something where The Fiend beats The Undertaker at WrestleMania. And the oh next night, John Cena's going to start the night celebrating, beating Ric Flair, being all humble. But the lights are going to go out. And just like when The Rock goes down tomorrow night, Mike, John Cena's going down too. And that, Mike, that is how The Fiend will start his 10-year-long reign as the WWE champion. Woo! Woo! I thought you were going to say that is undisputed. Uh, And and that is undisputed. And that, boys and girls, is undisputed. And you can just be Roddy in the background going, (laughs) that guy gets it. <laughs> That's how every that single bearing bearing Roderick Strong like that. Hey, this guy gets it right. Hey, shut up, boss. And that, my friends, is bubbly. Sorry, I couldn't. I couldn't help it. Uh, 
Man, you know, I looked up the words to the Judas song, um, and I was going to sing it while you were doing your intro, and it totally went over my head. But, Mike, if we've talked about how Rhea Ripley has the best entrance theme as, like, a song you could actually listen to, uh-huh. Chris Jericho has the absolute worst entrance theme in <laughs> pro wrestling history. What are the words? I, don't... I gotta look it up. I gotta. It I be close. Um, I think that's what the song's called because now he's got his Judas punch. Chris Jericho. Do I? No. Let's let's wrap up the show here. All right. Uh... <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it's called. Um, let me put lyrics on the end of this. Because, like, he's got such a terrible voice, so I thought it would be easy to, like, make fun of. You are beautiful on the inside. Your innocence personified. And I will drag you down and sell you out. Run away. (laughs) All right, here's what's... You know what's funny is... uh, uh, Here, I keep, keep opened talking. it up. I Look, have I cold it up. like I December snow. I have carved out the soul. Are you singing the poem for it? And I will uh, drag you down. January and sell you out. <laughs> My heart bleeds there too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, All right, Fozzie. Let me tell you. Look at um, yeah. When I looked up the lyrics. The link was broken, and it went to his original song. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, come on, you know, I got you, yeah. Won't break the wall down, break the, down the walls. But those about to rock is what you want, baby. You know you're Judas, and I'm your priest. Baby, we're guys, not from the leaves. <laughs> Um, I mean, we're going on an hour and a half, but we, we probably can't. <laughs> all right. That's, all that's right, how let's we're wrap it up. The show from now on. Let's wrap it up. We'll we'll do more uh, <laughs> we'll do more Fozzy covers uh, <laughs> going forward for sure. Matt, uh, where can the people find us? And let's go Judas out there. Judas in my mind. Judas <laughs> in my mind. You want to go to bodpodcast.com. <laughs> brothersofdiscussion.com. Find us at BOD Podcast on Twitter. Go to Instagram and Facebook and find us brothers underscore of underscore discussion. Of course, you just search Brothers of Discussion. I have done the marketing research. You will find us. And uh, of course, follow us uh, at BOD Hockey if you're a fan of uh, hockey and the Red Wings. Go to Hockey Podcast Network if you're looking for a hockey podcast to follow. And of course, sponsoring uh, today's show and shows going forward for the next month is Ostrichland. Go to Amazon.com and search Ostrichland to find the book written by Daniel Nine, one of the funniest books we've ever read. I'm telling you, you're going to love it. Uh, but yeah, everything there. Uh, if, uh, if you want to continue to support the show with the Brothers of Discussion, we're not sitting here telling you to give us a dollar for Patreon. We're telling you to just go to iTunes and That's subscribe, free. rate, and review. Go to uh, Spotify and follow us. Go to SoundCloud and subscribe, rate, and review. Yes. Go to Google Play, subscribe, rate, and review. Please, anything you can do to help us because we actually are still waiting to see those reviews pop up. 
so that when we see a certain amount of reviews pop up, we're actually going to put out all the apparel that we actually have pre-purchased, ready to go for you guys. If you are one of those folks that does subscribe, rate, and review, we got a t-shirt waiting for you. So please go to those sites. Do what we're asking. Help us grow the show. Hashtag yes. grow the show. I'm going to steal that from Pen Pals Pod. Hashtag grow the show of BOD. Do, do this. Hashtag grow the show of BOD podcast from wrestling and hockey. That's one hashtag. Do that. We'll be the only ones that has that one, I promise. And, uh, and let us know that you helped grow the show. And uh, we will forever be grateful and we will reward you. So yes. uh, please, uh, next week, of course, we will serve you. Uh, we're going to try and go. Uh, Mike, I'm guessing. Right. Let's plug it right now. Do you want to say 6.30? 6.30. 30. We are going to be live. It's going to be Twitter, real. YouTube, Facebook. You're going to see what the brothers of discussion look like. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to maybe wear a, a nice shirt, like a nice button-up. I'm um, going to wear the wrestling shirt I wore to work that day. <laughs> uh, we're going to look pretty for you. You're going to see our faces. So, of course, uh, we're excited to see you there. We want to see your comments, and we'll be ready, loaded for you, ready for your questions, but uh, you'll oh, get yeah. the same Brothers of Discussion oh, yeah, coverage. So keep yeah, the air ticky. out. Uh, it will be our, first... oh, yeah, It'll be our first show going live, so it'll probably you know, be a little... You know what happens when you get loaded, ticky. What's that? You start coming! I know you didn't get far away from your mic because we're recording on <laughs> Skype and I heard it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. We're coming. All right. Oh, yeah, so yeah. hopefully you'll be coming uh, next Thursday at 630 to join us on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, I, I just threw out those links. If you want to go to BODpodcast.com, you can find the link to our YouTube page as well. Uh, we'd appreciate seeing you on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, if you could. And then, of course, the full episode will go live on YouTube after that. So you can follow us there. Uh, and we'll give you all those deets next week. But next week, the Brothers of, of Discussion are going live from now on. You don't want to miss it. <sighs> Mike, this is exciting. Episode 100 is coming up next week. That's where we're going to make all these big changes. That's where we're going to know what's going on with Hell in a Cell, The Fiend, SmackDown. We got second week of the Wednesday Night Wars. All of this happening next week for episode 100 of the Brothers of Discussion. Oh, yeah! Some quick snippets coming from some fans of the Brothers of Discussion. If you want to be a part of that, please reach out. We would love to hear from you. Uh, if you want to call us on Skype, we'll do a quick conversation. We'll throw that onto the show. We have absolutely no problem doing that. We want to hear from you. We love you guys. Uh, episode 100 coming up. 99 episodes. Mike, I love you to death. This is the one thing I can't wait to talk about when we're 100 years old. I love and you to life. <laughs> sitting there having, having a beer. I can't wait to talk about this with you and saying I can't believe oh, yeah, we had a wrestling podcast going. Um, oh, yeah. we're, we're ready to blow up when we go live next week, so ready I want all you guys Chucky. to be ready too. Ready uh, all over yeah. We're not just blowing. We're Coming. We're <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a great night, and we hope to see you again next week. Twitter at the OD Podcast. Facebook is Brothers of Discussion. We'll probably you know pop on Instagram for a second, too. Yeah, NXT can go live, and so can we. Come on, come on.
Bye. Bye.